Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, it's great to be here with you, Raphael. I'm super excited to get to talk to you today. Well, what inspired you to want to get involved in youth ministry and well, become a youth pastor? Yeah, so it was actually a bit of a strange story. My background, while I was in uh, Christian college and seminary, I actually worked as an admissions counselor. So I actually worked recruiting um, young high school guys and girls to, who were interested in coming into the ministry to come and serve at our Christian college and our seminary up in Louisville, Kentucky. And so every day what I was doing was I was talking with really gifted 16-, 17-, 18-year-old guys and girls who wanted to serve the Lord in that way. And almost to a T, every one of them was influenced by a godly youth pastor. They they didn't really have big Christian celebrity names as their big influences that drew them towards ministry. It was almost always a youth pastor who had really invested in their life. And as I worked in my job and was finishing up my Master of Divinity, I just knew that I wanted to be on the other side of that equation. I didn't want to just be getting to bring them into ministry. I wanted to be the youth pastor that was investing in them. And so when the opportunity to come down here to Paramount opened up, I just I couldn't help it. I wanted to get to go into youth ministry and be one of those guys who got to invest in young men and women and see them grow up into what the Lord's calling them to. So right now you're based in Amarillo, Texas. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. Great. Now, well, we hear about young people moving away from their faith after they graduate from high school. Now, why does this happen? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big reasons this happens is that students, when they're in youth ministry, are not actually being fed the word a lot of the times. What's happening is they're coming to youth group as a safe place where they have good friends and there's fun games and good community. So those are all things that students desire. And none of those are bad things. We're, we're pro all of that. But what tends to happen in some churches is those students have really deep questions about the Bible, about theology, about their faith that they don't really know where to get answers for, and they don't go to a youth ministry where that's a central focus. And so what happens is when they leave that church and go off to college or into the workforce, it becomes it becomes really easy for them to just get sucked into the next fun thing with good community that may or may not be the church, which easily leads to students not um, experiencing these just big bouts of apostasy and leaving the faith in a dramatic way, but they just slowly drift away because there was nothing tethering them there in the first place. And so one of the things that I think is important for youth ministries today is to remain that safe community where students can come and feel good and have a good time and get to know good friends. But it also needs to be a place where students come to hear the gospel and get their questions answered and hear why the Bible is actually a sufficient guide for faith and practice in their life. And without that, I think that we are sort of sending them out to the wolves with no protection in a lot of ways. So once young people lose interest in Christ, now, is it hard to get them back? I think so. Um, You know, we talk a lot about first impressions mattering, and they really do. Once young people lose that original interest in Christ, it, it takes a lot to bring them back into the fold because they've already built that preconceived notion of what church is. Now, That may not be a fair sort of assessment that they've come to, but regardless, that's how they feel. The church they grew up in and the group they were in and the things they were taught or not taught are sort of ingrained into them as what it means to be the church. And so for somebody to come alongside and bring them back takes a whole lot of deconstructing of what they sort of conceive of church is, because if you don't have that, then they're just going to keep that notion in their head, and that becomes a really hard thing to get rid of.
Okay. Now, what are you hoping to do to keep your youth group inspired? Now, I understand you have a unique approach that involves reading the Bible in 66 days. Is that correct? Yeah. So what what happened was I have just a really phenomenal group of students. I have some really devoted juniors and seniors who are already in the Word all the time. And a couple of them asked me, they said, you know, Pastor Will, what are we going to do this summer to sort of engage the rest of our group in the Word? And so I thought that something like a fun challenge, like what we're calling our 66-day shred, could be interesting. I thought maybe four or five students might sign up and try to attempt it with me, and it would be fun and create good conversation. But when we pitched it to the group, we quickly had well over 30 people sign up just in our youth group alone to do the shred with us. And then from there, it moved into the rest of our church, and then even people in other communities who heard about it through the article that was written about it in Baptist Press. So the reason that I wanted to do that, though, was to help them see the Bible as one big story. I think one of the main things that youth ministries do um, poorly sometimes is they're not able to engage with the hard parts of the Bible that students are often asking questions about. When I hear stories of students who have deconstructed their faith after high school or after college, it it almost always is because there are certain parts of the Old Testament or the New Testament that they find really difficult, moral questions they don't know how to answer. And because those things were never discussed with them, never brought up, never heard in a charitable and engaged in a helpful way, they, they let those doubts sort of become big, and once those doubts become really big in their mind and they haven't had any answers, it's easy to leave the faith. So what I wanted to tell my group is we're going to read through the whole Bible. We're going to do it together. You're open to ask any questions you have. There's nothing off the table because there's nothing in here that we're ashamed of. We believe that the Bible is inerrant and authoritative, and it's a rule for our faith and practice, and I want you to love it and be proud of it and ask any questions you have. So I just wanted to be an open book to my students there so that they would be willing to be an open book with me. And so far, we've seen really amazing results. Now, how many teens are involved in the in this program? Yeah, so right now we have about 30 youth who, at the end of the day, actually really committed to working hard on it. I would say we have about 15 youth right now who were actually in Nehemiah right now, so we've made it that far. About 15 youth who are still perfect. They've read every book every day up until now, which has just been really, really cool to watch because we've gotten to have conversations about Leviticus and Ezra and Deuteronomy and places where I think a lot of you know, high school freshmen or sophomores are not usually having conversations. We're getting to talk about not only why that's important, how it points us towards Jesus and how it matters for our life. So that's just been a really awesome experience to get to have as a group together. Okay. Now, were you surprised at the level of interest in the summer Bible program? Absolutely. Um, I knew we would have some students who were interested, and I could probably pick them out of the crowd of who I knew would really be engaged with it. But I have watched students who weren't even that engaged sort of come out of the woodwork to join up in this in this program in the 66-day shred. And a lot of them actually came in and joined it because they thought for once they were going to have the ability to really ask any question they had about the hard parts of the Bible. And some of those students have actually been the most committed to seeing this done well. And that's just really, you know, done a youth pastor's heart really well um, also. Well, it sounds like these teens are serious about their faith. Yes, I think a lot of them are for sure.
So it sounds like these young people are looking for more than summer fun. Absolutely, and that's one of the reasons that they're at our church. I think that one big mistake a lot of youth ministries make is just assuming that students are not ready to talk about these big topics in the Bible and that they're only able to play fun and games. Now, we have a great summer here at Paramount. We have lots of fun, do lots of great activities, but there are more fun places to be. The church is never going to be able to compete with the world in terms of fun. So if our students are looking for just that, there's better places. But I think that the students showing up, just by their virtue of them being there, they're telling you that they're looking for something more. And if these are students that can do calculus in high school and British and American literature and study history and biology and chemistry, then we're foolish if we think that they aren't ready to understand and talk about the big truths that are in God's Word that He's given to us for our lives. So I think we actually do our youth a disservice when we just assume they're there for fun and not there to deepen their faith. Okay. So, well, how can a solid understanding on the Bible help as teens grow up, you know, get jobs, start families, and so forth? What do you think? Well, it's really essential, because as Christians, we believe that the Bible is the very Word of God, and we believe that in there, God has contained all that we need to be able to live lives that are faithful in Christ Jesus. In it, we hear the story of Jesus and His gospel and His sacrifice for sin, His resurrection. What His Spirit does is it comes and indwells us and empowers us to live godly lives. And so if we understand that the Bible is telling us that story, it can't help but transform our lives. But if what our students leave our ministries thinking is just the Bible is just another book, another religious book, a book of rules for me, well, then when they start families, go to jobs, of course it's not going to be important for them. But if we can instill in them a faith in God's inerrant, inspired Word and the gospel that's contained in there, we're setting students up to be able to deal with any situation that comes their way in life so that when they hear things that maybe aren't true when they leave our ministries and when they go into the world where there's dangers all around, that they have the right kind of senses and the right kind of virtues already built into their brain where they're able to turn to God's Word in the right way with faith and follow God faithfully in those difficult times. Okay. Now, on a personal note, in your heart, why are you so committed to helping young people get a solid grasp on Jesus? As a personal note, for me, one of the biggest difficulties I had as a teenager is when I was growing in my faith and when I had questions, I didn't always have people available to me to answer them. There were a lot of times where I felt like, that people around me were were not asking the same questions. They didn't really care about the questions I had. And in some ways that actually led me to question a lot of the things that I believed. And for me, there's just a commitment that if I have students who are asking the same thing, the last thing I want those questions to turn into them is a crisis. What I want them to know is that they have a youth pastor that they can bring those questions to who's going to open the Bible with them, read it with them, explain it with them, so that they can ask any question that comes up and feel comfortable knowing that they have someone that they can talk to about it and that they don't feel lost in their own thoughts or sort of in their own situation and feel hopeless in terms of answering these big existential questions about their life. Well, tell us, what motivates you to do what you do today? What motivates me to do what I do today is the good news of the gospel. It's the good news that I know 
Jesus is ransoming himself a people from every tribe and every nation and every language. And I genuinely believe this next generation, Generation Z, um, being the cause-driven generation that they are, have so much potential to impact souls for Christ, not just here in Amarillo, but throughout the state of Texas, in the U.S., and all around the world. Through social media and through the mission opportunities they have and just through Anywhere they go to college, I have the opportunity to invest in students now that can multiply as they leave so that we can see Jesus proclaimed around the whole world. And if that doesn't motivate the Christian to dig deeper into God's Word, I don't know what else will. And how do you pray about your mission with the teens? What do you ask God? One of the things that I ask God regularly is that He will just genuinely give our students the vulnerability to ask the questions that they're struggling with. I know as a teenager, it's really easy sometimes to wall yourself off to adults and youth leaders and teachers and whoever else might be in your life. But what I pray is that the youth sort of are given the wisdom and given the openness to come and talk to us as we've been there and we've struggled through those same things. And for many of us, we've prepared a long time to be able to talk with them about these very difficult questions. And so I pray that God just gives them a spirit of openness to be able to have those conversations so that they can really reach their full potential in Christ Jesus. Now, as far as the reading the Bible in 66 days challenge so far, do you think it's changing the hearts of, of those teens that are, you know, considering uh, perhaps leaving the faith? Absolutely. One of the things we've actually done as we've started this challenge is we created a group me for our youth group where as we're reading through, they can just sort of send in any questions they have. And we've noticed even just over the last 15 days or so that students have asked some really deep questions that they've really been struggling with that they've never felt comfortable asking before until they knew that they were reading that part of the Bible with somebody who may have some information for them. So we've had several questions where students said, you know, this part of Leviticus has always been really difficult for me, and I don't know what to do with it. Or this thing in Joshua has always caused a little bit of sort of weird feeling in me, and I just want to know how I'm supposed to talk about that. Or doesn't this seem inconsistent? Or is this right? Or is this wrong? And as students have asked these questions, I've seen them grow, even as we go to our youth group, far more passionate for the Lord and His Word. Students who may never have asked those questions, had we, didn't, had we not done this challenge, are now asking them and getting a chance to grow deeper in their faith with God instead of using those questions to push away from their faith. So it sounds like the Bible challenge is working. Absolutely. And at every day, we've just been more and more encouraged as a team watching it work. You know, I think we were all a little bit worried at first. We knew that if we could get them to the New Testament, that that part would be awesome. But just being reminded afresh that the Old Testament is Christian Scripture. It's God's Word. And so watching even things in Deuteronomy and First and Second Kings and Joshua and Judges point our students to Jesus has been awesome. And it has just absolutely let us know that we are doing the right thing by pushing them towards God's Word. So each day it's just being more and more encouraging. So, Will, what's your hope for the ministry? So our hope for the ministry and and for the challenge we're doing right now is to see Jesus preached all around the world and at the same time while we're following that mission to see students' lives individually transformed by the gospel of Jesus. And we think that the best way for us to do that as a youth ministry is to be a youth ministry primarily centered on God and His Word. 
And we do that weekly through our weekly Bible teaching. I would say that for most of our youth, the highlight of their week in youth ministry is not the fun we have, but it's the Bible teaching that we do. And that's just been so encouraging to watch as a youth pastor. But the goal for both the Shred, our 66-day challenge, and our ministry is ultimately to see these students transformed in such a way that when they leave our youth ministry, they go and become faithful members of other local churches, or that they can then go and spread the gospel out all around the world. And I think that by getting them involved deeper in a reading of Scripture, deeper in their faith, deeper in asking hard questions and getting good answers, I think all of that comes together to really fulfill the mission that we're going for. And before we conclude, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to remember about your efforts to guide young people back to Christ? Yes. Uh, the one thing I would want you to remember is don't lower the bar for your youth. If these students can do all of the hard academic work they're doing in schools to get scholarships and to go do amazing things just in the real world as they leave high school, don't lower the bar for them in your youth ministries. Raise the bar for them. These students are at the most vulnerable and transformative times of their life, and we are absolutely underserving them if we're not doing everything we can to point them back to Jesus and point them to the truths found in God's Word. So don't undersell their ability. Don't undersell their interest. They're hungry for the Word. They're hungry for the Gospel, and it's our job to give it to them. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been wonderful to be with you today, Raphael. I've really enjoyed it.